Rainy, you won the giveaway. Congratulations, comic fam. Let's chat about the trending comic books in the comic book marketplace. Ten comic books spiking this week. I feel like I'm in a haze, Russ. Oh my gosh, yes. It's just like coming from the left and from the right. I'm completely and totally surrounded. Am I going to take the easy way out or am I going to watch this list? Hit the like, slap the subscribe. We have some speculation that's running amok this week at the list at number 10. We have Superman Man of Steel issue number 18, the first full appearance of Doomsday, possibly one of the most affordable, safe keys to invest in in the marketplace. We've been covering this video every week for nearly four years, and this book has routinely come back on our list, whether it because of media coverage, it getting a rendition on the screen, or in comic books. $25 average sales, $150 for a CGC 9.8. This book has five different printings. It is plentiful, but the fact that we keep coming back and talking about Doomsday makes it a very solid entry. An increase of 177% after Superman Lois Lane's recent episode debuted Doomsday, slowly revealing him Doomsday is indeed coming. And much like the comic books, the foreshadowing took place over a small period of time in the episode, essentially homaging how the actual Doomsday from the comics came about. Back in 1992, DC played their hand perfectly by releasing Four books in the same month with progressively more and more Doomsday Reveal. It was an incredible reveal, building all the way up to this book. You heard it from our Overstreet Price Guide Advisor comic fam. This was a progression that took place over four issues. There are indeed four cameo appearances prior to Doomsday's first full. We have Superman Man of Steel 17, the issue before, last page revealing the start of a sequential narrative that would take place over the next three. Now in that issue, you see his gloved hand hands pounding but in the next reveal superman number 73 his gloves start to wear through you start seeing those bones protruding then we have him breaking through the door adventures of superman issue number 496 and the last issue action comic 683 he has escaped doomsday is here November 1992 was a big month for DC readers because by the time December happened, we were all reading Louise Simonson and looking at John Bogdanov's art for this fantastic reveal of this incredible character, Doomsday. You mentioned that there are five different variants of this issue. Utilize Kotam 101 on the best comic app in existence to see them all, categorized with average pricing. Many of these you can secure for under 20 and the scarcest copies you can get for under 100. Next at the list, at number nine, Daredevil, Woman Without Fear, number one. The Jen Bartel variant is back for a second week in a row, and it's doubled in price. Now, our friend Reggie was on the mic last week talking about this incredible book. It has not gone down. It has absolutely spiked $150 average sale with a $200 high sale for a raw copy. This book was pre-ordering for 50 to 100. Then we saw it creep up to like 120, 130. Now with heights for raw copies hitting 200, I have to ask, based on the fact that there were very few store exclusives printed of this book, meaning that the incentive ratio variants were not likely printed in mass, are we still seeing ramifications from the shipping delays from last week? Delivery to the West Coast was definitely delayed by the snow. And I know that even if you did get your comics, they probably weren't treated very well by UPS. And there's a high probability of needing a damage replacement. We still may not have seen the whole supply of these. Doesn't it take a couple weeks to get those damage replacements in? Generally a week and a half to two weeks, yeah. 
at the list at number eight, we have Werewolf by Night 32, the first appearance of Moon Knight in facsimile edition. Yes, we're talking about the recent release of a $3.99 reprint that is spiking in sales and increase of copies sold of 163% this week. We're seeing $15 average sales and a high sale of a CGC 9.8 hit $81 after 13 bids over the last couple of days. And this is all because of the highly anticipated trailer of Moon Knight that dropped over the last seven days. We get a glimpse of Oscar Isaac's portrayal of Mark Spector or of Steve as he is named in the trailer, the struggles he's experiencing, the insomnia, the lack of control when he is unconscious that leads him to become the superhero, the fist of Khonshu. We also get a glimpse of Ethan Hawke, the antagonist of this run. Who he will be is still a little bit of a mystery. However, what is clearly shaping up to be a reality is these reprints moving in the marketplace, increasing in value. Now, the prices that this facsimile is hitting is not an anomaly because there are other reprints that are selling for above cover price. Take a look at Amazing Fantasy issue 15, the reprint hitting $20 to $30 sales. Fantastic Four number one, the reprint hitting $15 to $25 sales. Amazing Spider-Man 101, the first appearance of Morbius in reprint hitting between $13 and $20 sales. Now, I scrub these sales on eBay, and buyers need to be aware exactly what they're purchasing. When they're not getting a book that's from the bronze or silver age, it is very clear because of the pricing. Utilize Key Collector Comics to be able to differentiate between first prints and reprints. However, titles, descriptions, and pictures of all the sales that took place make it very clear that the buyers knew what they were getting. These prices, these spikes for reprints are being purchased by collectors who know what books are being shipped to them. I expect to see this continue as first prints of these major keys continue to outprice and break records. These reprints are the next best thing, and the fact that Marvel is making them look so closely to the first print is making them a collectible regardless of what that cover price states. Next at the list at number seven, Batgirl 35. She's donning her new costume, and it looks like we are getting a comic-accurate adaptation on the screen. $8 average sales and no high sale to report because this book, while very, very popular, was not something that people were grading. An increase of 900% in copies sold after photos from the Batgirl movie set emerged, showing how Batgirl's going to look on the screen spiking this comic. There's a second print that we got to discuss, and there's also two different variants, one from New York City Comic Con and another from a retailer breakfast. What's that? New York Comic Con had two variants that year. There was one that you could purchase at the booth and one that you got at the retailer breakfast. As a retailer, someone who owns a shop, you get an invite to a special breakfast where DC or Marvel or whatever the studios gives you some background information and generally a swag bag. So as you are leaving, they will give you a little stack of comic books, and this is one of those. So you could imagine the retailer breakfast variant is fairly low. You wouldn't expect more than probably 200, maybe 300 at the most of one of those breakfasts. That one goes for about $25. The New York City Comic Con exclusive that they did a little bit more of and sold at the con has a white background going for around $18 average sales. And we have a purple background, second print cover. That one, yes, is lower printed than cover A, but goes for the least amount, $12 average sales, and has an S astronomically low census count on the CGC. The second print purple background was available for any shop to open. You did not have to buy it at New York Comic Con. Still, there are only five on the census and only one graded at a 9.8. For reference, these have been going for $12 average sales with a high sale of $35 just a couple days ago. Number six on the list is Suicide Squad number four. This is the 
haziness I was foreshadowing earlier on the list. We have characters that are essentially amalgamations of characters from the comic book going on the screen. Suicide Squad number four, $10 average sales, a 9.6 earlier this month sold for $50. This is the first appearance of William Hell, who would later become White Dragon decades after his first appearance in this book. 1100% increase in copies sold this week because at the end of episode two of Peacemaker, we get to see that Peacemaker's dad, Augie Smith, is being referred to as the White Dragon. Now, Robert Patrick, who played T-1000, has done a fantastic job, but this is one of those cases of they've taken a few different characters and are making one character on the show. Augie Smith isn't even in the comic books. William Hell becomes White Dragon upwards of two-plus decades after his introduction in this book. And we do have a father of Peacemaker in the comics, on another comic book that's also spiking, making the trending 20, Peacemaker number one. And we're talking about Wolfgang Schmidt, who is super rich, a nefarious, despicable human being, much like William Hell. And they combined all these to create a new character for the show. Now, while this book and Peacemaker number one both made the trending 20 this week, the other appearance of the White Dragon is a popular book that's coming up. It's interesting to watch how one character in one show can make three different specs happen and it just goes to show that this market moves on an absolute dime and there are lots of paths to follow midway through the list if you like what we do support the show hit the like and subscribe but also peep that description and go to comictom101.com to join our february mystery mail call we got a banger on our hands russ tom i'm so excited this may be one of my favorite months ever we have two ridiculously hot books for you guys this month alex malieve Thor, number 20, first appearance of the God of Hammers. Stray Dogs Dog Days, number one, cover art done by Stray Dogs creator Tony freaking Fleece. I put Butch on the back cover of, I know what you did last summer. Oh, one per <laughs> box of each, comictom101.com. Support what we do and let's chat about some Star Fox. Avengers 232, Eros is renamed Star Fox by Wasp, and Star Fox joins the Avengers. We are seeing $35 average sales and $144 for a CGC 9.6, 119% increase in copies sold over the last week. I like how Key Collector puts it on the app. We have very early, unconfirmed rumblings of a spin-off project featuring Star Fox. Regardless, with the inclusion of Pip the Troll at the end of Eternals, with Harry Styles leading as Star Fox, we know we're going to be getting these characters again. And that was personally like one of my favorite parts of the entire movie. I really hope that we get some Pip the Troll Star Fox separately to whatever happens in the MCU. And an increase of 119% is pretty real considering how affordable this comic was just last year. Now, this book could have been secured for under $100 at a 9.8 until about August of last year when it started creeping up, and it hit its peak of $1,000 in November. 9.6 is hitting 144 At their height at the end of last year, it was approaching 180 I think this book could still maintain and go up. This may be a good time to buy. I think a lot of people still don't realize that Harry Styles is in the MCU. I was literally talking to my daughter last week, and I mentioned the character, and she's like what from like one direction i'm like yeah he's in the mcu she's like no he's not and i had to show her photos because there are still people that don't get it i think as this becomes more public knowledge we will see this book climbing and then at the list at number four we got butch in the house we have teen titans annual 
Number two, the first appearance of Vigilante. Who would have thought this would be such a amazing, fun, demented, sadistic, psychopathic superhero in Peacemaker? $30 average sales, $275 for a CGC 9.8. Tom and I have been talking about this book for over three years, and the big spec was that Idris Elba was going to be playing Vigilante. Well, now we have Vigilante in the Peacemaker show, and he is brilliant. I love what they've done with the character. I love that it is a comic accurate costume, but the character has almost nothing to do with the original character. They have made him so insane, and it is a lot of fun. James Gunn is going to do what he wants to do, an increase of copy sold of 295% this week. What if you had a superhero donning a costume, literally killing people on the streets it's like kick-ass but super violent and not necessarily super 295 percent increase in copies sold this week freddie stroma is hitting it out of the park with this character rendition peacemaker is doing so well a 94 percent critic score and an 85 percent audience score from rotten tomatoes we got a lovable psychopath on our hands next at the list at number three sandman number 10 the first appearance of the corinthian it is an absolute honor to be talking about this book. One of my favorite characters, and the fact that we know the Sandman series is coming out, that's great, but it did not move the needle as much as the announcement this week that James Tynan is going to be doing a book, Nightmare Country, that involves the Corinthian. $60 average sales and $600 for a high sale of a CGC 9.6. I got to spell this out for the comic fam, Russ. James Tynan said... You know what? I don't need to write Batman anymore. Oh, I got Joker? Nah, I don't need to do that anymore. I don't want to do superhero stories. I'm going to go to Substack. I'm going to go start writing my own independent stuff. Like, that's a ballsy move, man. There are people who make their entire careers off of getting just a couple issues, just one issue of The Dark Knight. And on his way out, as he's piecing out, dropping the mic, the editor goes, yeah, 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 but James, 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 you want to write Sandman? And he turns around and seals the deal. James came out and explained this week that he spent years reading and rereading the Sandman novels, and it helped put him on the path that he knew he would be a comic book writer. I know my copies of Sandman have been read multiple times, and that paper quality from Vertigo back in the day is so terrible that a 9.6 is really the best you're going to get on most of these books. It is just really, really condition sensitive and such a fantastic read. Most of the collectors who had these books back in the day read the single issues multiple, multiple times before the trade paperbacks even came out. At the list at number two, Moon Knight 188, the sun god, the avatar of Ra, hitting $40 average sales, a high sale for a CGC 9.8 of $496. Could we be seeing the avatar of Ra in the upcoming Moon Knight Disney Plus show? Well, after Ethan Hawke is featured in the trailer, he is wearing similar robes. He is being treated kind of like royalty, like a leader of a cult. This looks like it could be him but the spec is not guaranteed. 150% increase in copies sold this week because the Moon Knight trailer is out and it is outstanding. Now we get to see Ethan Hawke with flowing hair and Christ-like monotone robes and there's a moment where everyone bows down to him. The interesting thing about this is they're shooting in Eastern Europe and he kind of cowers from the light a little bit so there's even speculation that he could potentially be Dracula. 
Could it be Dracula? Could it be Moon Knight's brother? I don't know. But what I do know is there's a second print cover of this issue, and it's an homage to Black Spectre's first appearance from Moon Knight number 25. Hit the like, slap the subscribe. It'll enter you to win a Stray Dogs Dogs Day number one, one in 50 incentive variant. And Russ, hit him with the number one trending book of the week because I mentioned that my vision's getting cloudy. There's so much spec haze in the room today that I don't even know where to look. Number one on the list, Moon Knight number two, $80 average sales, $405 for a CGC 9.6. This is the first appearance of Dr. Arthur Harrow. This is so nuts to see this book land on the list. This is a come and go villain. He's a mad scientist. He wasn't utilized in comics much beyond what we see here in this comic that made the list. However, Ethan Hawke, although is unnamed in the trailer, closed captions are a pretty funny thing. As you mentioned, Tom, closed captions are a funny thing because when Ethan Hawke talked in the trailer, it said Arthur Harrow. Well, 3,400% increase in copies sold this week of Dr. Arthur Harrow's first appearance. Now, he's a scientist and a Nobel Prize candidate, and he works on pain theory. He's trying to solve the conundrum of feeling pain by experimenting on human beings. And he has ties to the Nazis similar to White Dragon. What? A Marvel DC connection? Another example of them taking two or three different potential characters and throwing them into one thing. We're not quite certain how this will come to fruition, but again, this is that fog that Tom and I have been talking about. There's so much potential out there, and one little mention of a name could very well set people off on three or four different paths. Now, this isn't the only spec as regards to the Moon Knight trailer, and I'm going to be bringing Nick Colonies on the mic. Hopefully, the video's out by now. If not, it's coming out soon. Hit the like, slap the subscribe, and as always, geek responsibly. Enough said. Every single Wednesday, we rock the house on the best new app to buy and sell. Funny books, collectibles, expensive paper, affordable paper, graded comics, signed comics, sometimes original art. We're talking whatnot. $1 start auctions, and you know what? I started running them at 30 seconds to get more comic goodness out for you guys. I'm having way too much fun over there. We have two other videos for you to check out, Comic Fam. Hit the links in the description to join us on Whatnot, and have a great week.